Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We have been reading in the book of Genesis. And uh, last time we read the book of Genesis 11. And at the end of that, Abram's family. Now, this is Abram before he was called Abraham. Let me, let me just read the last couple of verses here. Terah took Abram his son, or maybe it's Terah, but anyway, took Abram his son and Lot the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife. And they went out together to go from Ur of the Chaldeans into the land of, or it may be Chaldeans, I've forgotten, anyway, the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, about 550 about 550 miles northwest of Ur, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Now that was the end of Genesis chapter 11, kind of introducing this family uh, and getting down to Abram, because from there we're going to continue. Now we're ready to read Genesis chapter 12, and... The Lord is going to speak to Abram, and now we're going to move into Abraham, or Abram's story. And when I say story, I just mean the events that are recorded about him, that we're going to learn about him. I don't mean story like some people mean story, and they always mean fable. But a story, a story can actually be true and historical as well. So, Anyway, now in Haran, the Lord had said to Abram, Go away from your country, and from your relatives, and from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you abundantly, and make your name great, exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. And I will bless, do good for, benefit those who bless you. And I will curse, that is, subject to my wrath and judgment, the one who curses, despises, dishonors, has contempt for you. And in you all the families, or nations, or both, of the earth will be blessed. Now if we read this here, this is God's covenant, God's promises to Abraham, or to Abram in this case. And don't mind me, I may switch back and forth until we actually get to him being called Abraham, just because that's a habit. But nonetheless, um, this is God's covenant. This is his promises to him. He says, if you do this, if you go to the land I show you, I, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing. Okay? You yourself will be a blessing. And and here in the Amplified Bible, they say a source of great good to others because that's what it is to be a blessing. You're a source of great good to others. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse the one who curses you. In other words, you know, um, those who bless you, who, uh, who, who are good to you, I will be good to them. And those who are bad to you, I will not be good to them. I will let them fall under my wrath and judgment, which is what this says here for the for the amplified part. But, you know, God is not going to bless and help those who are not being good to him. And in you, all the families, nations of the earth will be blessed. Well, I would say this, 
this covenant, this these promises have already been fulfilled and are, are still being fulfilled all the time. We are all Abraham's seed. If you read in the uh, the uh, <clears throat> the epistles in the New Testament, you'll see this, especially in Hebrews, I believe, though I think it's mentioned in other places, but uh, I think in Hebrews especially it's mentioned. And the Hebrew writer mentions this. Uh, I made the mistake the other day of saying Paul, but uh, we know that we don't we don't know for sure who wrote Hebrews. Sometimes it sounds similar to Paul, but I remember when I read Hebrews, it did sound different to me. It did sound like it was someone else, but I, I don't know that. And uh, I've heard some people say they thought possibly it was Apollos, and it could be whoever did, wrote uh, Hebrews um, did a very good job, and, and their whole uh, explanation is very good. Uh, nonetheless, I'm getting off the topic here. The topic of this is God's covenant. Now, this covenant has passed on down to us as Christians. I mean, we have more than just this covenant, but this covenant is a part of our covenant. God will, you know, God will bless us if we will follow him. Now, the land he wants to show us, the land he wants to show us, the land he promises us is eternity with him. We call it heaven. Sometimes I wonder if we understand exactly what that is, but, you know, it's okay if we don't. God knows what it is, and He will show it to us. He will reveal it to us, and He will take us to it, take us there. So, to the land, if we will follow Him to the land which He will show us, then He will He will make us a great nation. He will bless us. Our names will be great. We will be a blessing to others, and and we can have this and do this even here in this life. And I think this is a great example of just a simplified version of. And this is a simple idea of uh, of Christianity. It doesn't go into a lot of detail, I know, and, and things like that. But still, if we will follow the Lord, we will be blessed. We will be a blessing to others. And God will bless others who, who are good to us. And then in all the nations and all the families and all the people we meet and know, the earth will be blessed. In Abraham's case, in all the families and nations of the earth, they were blessed because we became, spiritually speaking, the seed of Abraham, and we became part of, of this covenant. So, all right, I'm going to continue on, but I, I just think this is like, this is a good, very extremely skinny down version of, you know, this is part of our covenant with God. You know, it's it's a part of Christianity. This is, and it's a very simplified version of it. If you think about it, nonetheless, I'll I'll stop there. We'll move on. So Abraham, I don't, sorry, I did again. So Abram departed in faithful obedience as the Lord had directed him, and Lot his nephew left with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he left Haran. Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions which they had acquired, and the people, servants, which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land as far as the site of Shechem, to the great terebinth, and they say oak here, tree, 
of Morah. Now, the Canaanites were in the land at that time. Okay, let me see. They have a note here. The Canaanites are the descendants of Ham's son. Oh, okay, who was cursed by Noah. Okay, so the Canaanites are the sons or the descendants of Ham. Who had, you know, who had done wrongly to Noah at that time. That's, that's how we know Ham and his descendants. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. So Abram built an altar there to honor the Lord who had appeared to him. Then he moved on from there to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai, I'm not sure what that is, Ai, on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Now this says how he called on the name of the Lord. In worship, through prayer, praise, and thanksgiving. Now, and that's, that's in the Amplified Bible. That's what they add there so that we will understand what that means when it says he called you know, he called on the name of the Lord, and he did that in worship and prayer and praise and thanksgiving. Now notice, though, I, I kind of went by this, and I just want to mention this. Um, the Lord appeared to Abram and said. It's just something to think about. Uh, the Lord appeared to Abram and said. Now, it doesn't say how he appeared. In what manner he appeared doesn't say anything that we would know specific. But in some way, he appeared to Abram. So it's very interesting. Again, I'm not trying to get too much out of that. I'm just saying it's interesting that he did appear to Abram. You know, um, I think, again, I think it may be the Hebrew writer that says that uh, Abraham was counted as God's friend. So it's interesting that God appeared to him, even at this time when he's Abram. Alright, so then Abram journeyed on, continuing toward the Negev, the south country of Judah. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to live temporarily, for the famine in the land was oppressive and severe. And when he was about to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, Listen, I know that you are a beautiful woman. So when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me to acquire you, and the Amplified adds that little to acquire you so that you will understand, they will kill him. Why? To take her. That's why they will kill him. But they will let you live. Please tell them you are my sister, so that things will go well for me for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. Now, Sarah was Abram's half-sister. They had, um, they either had, and I've forgotten now, they either had the same father and different mothers, or they had the same mother and different fathers. And I'm just going to be honest right now, I'm not sure. So we're going to, but either way, they were, they were half. So, um, all right. And when Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw, so it, I guess what I was getting at is, it's it's a deception, it is. Now, Abram is purposefully being deceptive, but it's not 100% a lie, if you, if you understand. 
I still think he's, you know, being a little tricksy there, and and uh, I don't know that that's the best way to go, but, you know, we don't get any further guidance here on, on you know, God doesn't say anything about this. They're just, is this is just relating to us what, what has been hap what has happened, what has been done. So anyway, and when Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was very beautiful. Now, oh, I did want to mention too, you know, she is about, he's 75, she's or about, and she's about 65. Their life and, and things were different back then. Um, just, just something to notice. Anyway, Pharaoh's princes or officials also saw her and praised her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken for the purpose of marriage into Pharaoh's house. Now this puts in parentheses harem, um, and I'm sure a lot of uh, I'm sure a lot of pharaohs had harem, so that may not have been anything unusual. Therefore, Pharaoh treated Abram well for her sake. They, you know, because he was her brother. Um, he acquired sheep, oxen, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But now, now get this. But the Lord punished Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Sarai. Now, Abram's wife. Now, it's funny, and I say funny and it's odd. This is Pharaoh in Egypt. This is well before Moses' time, but I really thought Egyptians kept, you know, some historical records, and I would think they would have remembered their dealings here with with Abram and the Lord giving them plagues and problems, and then they would have been smarter longer, you know, further down the road when Moses was around, but, but you know, they weren't. I don't know if that means that this was too embarrassing for them, and that maybe they didn't record it in their history, or if maybe... Maybe they just weren't as smart and good as we think they were sometimes because they, they didn't, they seemed surprised, you know, when Moses and the children of Israel were ready to leave and they, they kept trying to renege on their deals. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, Lord willing, we'll get to that. But nonetheless, but the Lord punished Pharaoh and his household with severe plagues because of Sarah, Abram's wife. So this seems kind of mean, okay? But let's just, let's continue. Then Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister, so that I took her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, Abram, and they escorted him on his way with his wife and all that he had. He didn't take anything away from him. He just said, here, take your wife and go. So while this was somewhat deceptive, at the same time, does this mean that Abram was right when he said if, if he didn't do something like that, they would kill him? And if he didn't have the Lord there on his side with Pharaoh, would they have just killed him anyway? Quite possibly so. Why possibly so? Now, this doesn't mean, in my opinion, this, in my opinion, God would have taken care of Abraham, Abram anyway. He would have protected Abram and Sarai 
Abram didn't need to do this. He he was trying to help God. And we do that. We do things because we think, well, we need to do it this way. So, you know, but no, we don't need to be deceptive. We really don't. We don't. And, and there's no there's no mention of punishment to Abram or anything. And I'm not going to and I'm not even going to imply that there was, you know, but I'm just going to say that I think Abram thought he was helping the situation, helping God protect himself. And this is this is part of his learning and growing. He didn't fully trust God. He didn't fully trust God to take care of him. But here God shows him that, yes, I'm here to take care of you, and I will take care of you. And see, God is very faithful to his promises. And he took care of him and made sure that Pharaoh and them understood that he, Abram, and his wife Sarah, Sarah were, at, were under his protection so that they would let them go. Even though they had given them stuff, they had given them things, gave them, uh, what do you say, sheep, oxen, you know, donkeys, servants, and camels. But they're just like, wait, 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 just, just take your wife and go. Get out of here, you know. <laughs> because God is punishing them with severe plagues. And, you know, at, somehow this was communicated to them. Now, it doesn't go into detail, so I don't know exactly how. And they realized, oh, that's the problem. That's what's going on here. And so, you know, what I'm getting at is just like we don't need to be, Abram didn't need to be deceptive. He could have been honest and true. The Lord was with him. God would have taken care of him and watched over him anyway. God would not have let them kill him, just like he didn't let them do that here. Do you not think that if they thought they could get away with it, they wouldn't have killed him anyway? We're talking about Pharaoh. And I would think, yeah, if he thought he could get away with it. But see, the Lord is punishing them and giving them severe plagues so they know better. They know better than to hurt Abram. And I think that would have happened anyway. So I don't think Abram needed to help the Lord or help the situation. I think he needed to learn to trust in the Lord. And I think this might be part of that lesson or part of that learning. I admit this is supposition. It does not say that here. So I'm just putting that there as a possibility. I'm not trying to, you know, add anything. But I do believe because of the covenant that the Lord had established with Abram, that he would have blessed Abram. Abram could have just been honest and could have just been forthright. And I think he would have blessed him anyway. But you'll notice again, like I said, God is faithful and true. He already said that he would um, protect and take care of Abram and all of his belongings and his family. And this is him doing that. He's being faithful and true. And he is making sure that Sarai's return to Abram and everything is good for Abram, just as he promised. So even if... You know, and I do feel that Abram was being deceptive here, and maybe he had a right to be be worried and be fearful. I understand that, and we we are human; we can be that way at times. But God was watching out for him and took care of him. And we need to remember that God will always be faithful and be there for us. And sometimes, even when we mess up, even when we make mistakes, I believe God is still there for us and still taking care of us and still watching over us because. He is faithful. He is always faithful to us. 
So, all right, that is Genesis chapter 12. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you.